Hey there, future fans. This week, Fido turns into a Fi Don't, we get a little help from an unlikely source, and we practice necromancy. It's the week of January 11th, 2019, and this is the first episode of the year and episode 116 of Future Flicks with Billiam. All right, everyone, welcome to the show. I know I said I would try to do a show or at least a blog around the first of the year, but yeah, that that was a no-go. Instead, uh, what I did is I baked a new recipe. I found a mocha mascarpone icebox cake, which turned out very well. Thank you very much. And I tried a new drink recipe that uh, Ann and I saw on Guy's Ranch Kitchen that Iron Chef Alex Gornischelli came up with, and we drank way, way too much of it. So a good time had by all. Which brings a question, how was your new year? How was it? And happy new year, by the way. I know it's a little late. It's already the 7th. So isn't this about when people stop saying happy new year? Isn't this about the time when people are going, oh, happy new year? Like, yeah, it's, it's a couple weeks in, buddy. Either way, how was your new year? What did you do? Let me know. Did you watch any movies? I didn't. But if you watched any movies, let me know. Tell me what you saw and then tell me if you think I should see it or not. You know, give, give me a heads up. Tell me, tell me what's up in your life. Well, let me tell you a little bit about the show in case you are new. And if you are new, welcome. Welcome to the show. On this show, which is called Future Flex with Billiam, I am Billiam. That, that should be a little obvious, right? I'm Billiam. And on this show, we do quite a few things. First, we always start out with some rambling by me. Then we go into this section, which is called the housekeeping, which is a term I picked up from the Watch Your Mouth podcast. And then we go into the news. Then we go into the trailers. That's any new news, any new trailers that have caught my eye since the last episode. And of course, I miss things. So if I miss something, let me know. Always let me know. And then we get into the movies. All the movies coming out during the week, which are broken up into two categories. The first is the limited release section. Those are movies that are getting, wait for it. Are you ready? Limited releases. And I don't think they're interesting enough. Either that or they didn't show me enough in the trailer. So they may have promised, but I just can't in good conscience put it in the next part, which is the wide releases and interesting indies. This section is a little more obvious. All wide releases, even if I I think it's going to be crap, and the indies that I think are worth a look. And sometimes I'll put one in that section if I just want to talk a lot of shit about it that doesn't happen a whole heck of a lot but sometimes it does and I, it usually happens when i think i'm being funny and sometimes i'm really glad i don't have more people who re- who respond to things and comment on the show i'm always thankful for the people who do but sometimes when i'm being really stupid i i'm glad i'm not really popular because then someone would say something it would just break my little heart because i take everything way way too personally i would like to give a little uh two 
little shout outs, in fact, is the first to Brian Q. Uh, I know a while back, actually, I promised you some movies that I actually had doubles of in my collection. And then you said you haven't didn't have them. I promise I'll get in contact with you soon and I'll get those sent your way. I did not forget. And the next is that 2019 is going to be the year of harassing Ken Petrie, because if some of you may remember, I challenged him to watch some movies and he has not watched any of those movies. Maybe even I forgot, too. And maybe it took my wife to remind me. I'm not going to admit to that. Never. But please keep in mind, it's, you know, it's all in good fun and it's all for a good cause. Oh, well, I kind of got sidetracked on the uh, on what the show was about. Uh, so after we talk about the wide releases, oh, I also give them a, uh, a score, which I call the Billiams Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bills Score which I don't have to sing song, but I do because it makes me happy and smile. Yay. Also, this wine I'm drinking helps me smile. Yay. Because it's really cheap, but I can drink a lot of it. Woo. Anne and I are doing this thing where we're not drinking spirits for January. And it's a lot, a lot harder than I thought. Because I just thought, I go, you know what? I'll just get a rum and Coke. Something like that. Make a quick mix drink. Oh yeah, I can't. So we just got a lot of really cheap wine, about $3 a bottle. And it's really not bad. The more you drink, it just gets better too. So that's, that, that's a plus. But anyway, after the movies, we go into the question of the week, which I don't think I have any answers from last week. Let me check. We did, Frat Matt. Good old Frat Matt. Thank you, Frat Matt. Thank you for, for answering. And uh, I didn't fully read it. I will read it and then comment on it when, when the time comes. And I'll have to check Twitter to see if Brian Q did. Because I'll be honest, as some of you may know, as Frat Matt and Brian Q sure as hell know, I am terrible with social media. I am, I am god-awful with it. Critter. Critter knows that better than anyone. Uh, for how many times I've forgotten his responses. Now, if he does respond, he'll usually message me too, going, oh, hey, by the way, I responded. <laughs> you know, you have to. I understand. I get it. I, I screw up a lot on that front. Well, anyway, that is it for what the show's about. How do you listen to the show? Well, you've already done a good job. You found the show in, in one form or the other, so I thank you for that. You can also find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play and any podcast app and the Somewhat Nerdy website and Facebook page. And the Somewhat Nerdy website is somewhatnerdy.com. That's a shock, right? I bet you didn't see that coming. I recently posted a blog on my favorite nonfiction books of 2018. Next week, I'm doing my favorite fiction books of 2018. And these aren't new books. I'm not that fancy. No, some of the one of these books is from 1950 something. I don't know. I, I say it in the blog, but movies and books are my thing. Uh, I've been trying to game more too, but that's hard when you have to, when, when, when you want to read a lot and when you want to watch a lot of movies, it's, it's hard to do all these things. So I'm going to, 2019 is going to be the year of balancing. I, I think that's what it's going to be for me. And let me tell you how you can contact me. You can hit me up via email. That is billiamreviews at gmail.com. Jesus, I forgot for just a little bit. I was like, oh, shit, what's my email? And you can also hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at Billiam, S-W-N. You can also comment on the Summit Nerdy website, on the Facebook page, on the, on the, on my SoundCloud account. And speaking of the website, uh, for someone who identified on the website as Catherine, I'm very sorry I missed your comment. I, I replied to the comment and then I apologize. I, I want to apologize again here and now inform you that yes, I now know how to look for comments on 
the on our website. So um, yeah, a little late to that, but uh, I apologize and, and thank you very much for for interacting with me and thank you for correcting me. So let, let me tell you what she said. So back on ep- in episode one twelve, I was talking about the uh, Stieg Larsson books, and she says just a knowledge a knowledge tidbit and not a critique. Girls, the girl in the spider's web is actually the fourth book. And to be perfectly fair, I didn't know that's what it was called. So thank you for that too. Uh, apparently, another writer picked up the series and it's not canon. So I, and so it seems like it's not in the same way that Brandon, San, Brandon Sanderson took up the wheel of time from Robert Jordan or that Kyle Mills took over the Mitch Rapp series from Vince Flynn, uh, because those are, those other books are canon in that series. So this one seems like it's, uh, there's some weird things going on. So uh, the girl in the spider's web is not actual canon. So there we go. But once again, Catherine, I am sorry. Thank you for your comment. Keep it coming. Just, you know what? Keep me honest. Keep me right. If I, if I get something wrong, go boom, billion. What's up? You got this wrong. And I'm going to, I'm going to make sure it's right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the intro. Let us step into the first segment, which as always is the news. This just in from Hollywood, the news. All right, I know I missed quite a bit uh, from my last episode in late December, but I'm just going to... I, I made notes of things as it happened, so I'm going to talk about what I have not- noted. And if I miss anything, once again, let me know. So the first story comes to us from The Inquisitor. Apparently, 2018 is the best year for movies ever. 2016 used to hold that title until... As of December 23rd, 2018, the domestic box office was at 11.380 billion. It beat out, uh, let me see, it beat out 2016 by just a little bit, which was at 11.377 billion. The top movies just domestically last year were Black Panther being number one, beating out Infinity War. Infinity War being second, Incredibles 2 being third, Jurassic World being four, Deadpool and so on from there. There's no saying in this article if they took inflation into account, because I would still like to know when you take inflation into account, what really was the biggest year, because that would focus more on how many people saw movies and not how much how much money was made because the money part is important but if you think about it with inflation 2018 could have been one of the worst years for movies in recent history but still grossed more than you know 1960 in news from andy wire macaulay culkin is legally changing his middle name i I had no idea this was happening but he was taking votes on what it was and uh there were certain ones that were in contention the mcrib is back could have been his middle name shark week could have been his middle name, but what made it as his as Macaulay Culkin's new middle name? Macaulay Culkin. So his name now is Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. Yeah. Why did I mention that seemingly unimportant news? Just because I thought it was funny and Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin is just fun to say. Say it. You will smile. Macaulay Macaulay Culkin Culkin. There you go. In other news from comicbook.com, the rumor mill is all abuzz that Bill Murray and Dan Aykroyd are joining Zombieland 2. Last we saw Bill Murray in that world, he was a zombie. Also a zombie that they capped, so I don't know how they're going to be bringing Bill Murray back, but hopefully it will be hilarious and awesome. Maybe Dan Aykroyd goes to Bill Murray's house, finds him dead, and like takes the zombie corpse back. And so maybe that's how he works into the movie. There's just a lot of promise and anything that brings us more Ghostbusters in any form, even if it's just the actors is great. Uh, I just would like Ernie Hudson added to it just to round it out. Maybe get Annie Potts. Who knows? Sigourney Weaver. She'll do it. I mean, she likes having fun. She did um, the Ghostbusters reboot. 
In other news from comicbook.com, the Birds of Prey movie is going to wrap in April if everything goes to plan. This movie is set for a 2020 release date, which makes sense if it wraps this year. All the post-production and all of the CG and stuff would be added this year. And of course, this is the movie that is featuring Margot Robbie reprising her role as Harley Quinn. According to IMDb, the subtitle is And the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. So we'll see if that's actually true. If you'll remember, we've talked about this before. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winesett is in this too, playing Huntress. We have Journey Smollett-Bell, who plays uh, Diana Lance, aka Black Canary. Uh, we have Ewan McGregor playing a bad guy in this as Black Mask. Ooh, Chris Messina is Victor Zaz. Zaz, of course, one of Batman's best villains. Ella J. Basco is Cassandra Kane, Batwoman, of course. No, I always do that. Okay, um, Batwoman is Catherine Kane, and, and Cassandra Kane is Batgirl. So if you remember, we weren't going to see any Barbara Gordon in this, or we weren't going to see Barbara Gordon as Batgirl, but will we see Oracle? And they're just keeping her off the radar entirely. Also, will Cassandra Kane be actually be Batgirl yet, or will she just be playing some random person? And if they do a sequel, then we'll get Batgirl. And we also can't forget Rosie Perez as Renee Montoya. In news from Bloody Disgusting, we have one more cast member added to Dennis Villanueva's Dune, and that is... Dave Batista. The only other people that we know are going to be in the movie is Rebecca Ferguson and Timothy uh, Calumet. I'm still not sure how you say that. Chalamet? You usually don't do the ch in, in a name that's spelled out like that, don't do you? And um, let's see, that was it for the news, despite uh, talks about Venom actually getting a sequel and people unsure how big of a role Woody Harrelson's Carnage will play in it. But of course, more as that story develops. So that is it for the news. Ladies and gentlemen, let us step into everyone's favorite segment, which is the trailer trove. Avast, and welcome to the trailer trove. All right, folks, we have some new trailers. Weird, right, that that happens in the Trove. It's so odd how things work. Well, first, the one I want to talk about right away is a trailer for us and how amazing this movie looks. This is the next movie from director Jordan Peele, who, of course, brought us Get Out. The movie that remind mainstream people that, yes, horror can be an awesome genre. Of course, that movie is more of a thriller, but people who don't see a lot of horror Kind of want to class it as a horror so I can say, oh, I like a horror movie. Have you seen Get Out? This one, though, looks more horror-like than uh, than Get Out, though it's still, it's, I was just talking to Anne about this the other day, how it is still a, a weird line to walk, how all horrors are thrillers, but not all thrillers are horrors. You need to check out this trailer. It looks really good. It's about this family that goes on vacation and which is always a bad idea. If you're if you have a family, don't go on vacation. You're going to die. I think that's what movies have taught me. You know, when I have kids like, oh, daddy, we want to go Disneyland. No, f you. You're going to live. That's what you're going to do. You may live to hate me, but you know what? You're going to get to see puberty. OK, you little sh I won't call them that. One part is I won't be allowed to. And the other part is I will love them. I'll be a loving father. Yay. But no, this family goes on vacation and weird shit happens. Like there's this family in standing in the dark outside of their house that then breaks in and they find out this family is us. They look just like us. They act like us, kind of. But they're also like this weird 
alternate universe us where we're all monsters. So I'm excited for that. Uh, we got another trailer for the kid who would be king. If you remember a kid in King Arthur's court, that that kind of movie, or even more recently, let's go with um, The Sorcerer's Apprentice with Jay Burchell and um, Teresa Palmer and Nicolas Cage, that I get that kind of feeling from this movie. It's going to be fun. It's going to be enjoyable, but it's just not going to be a movie you just have to see. If you have children and you want to see a nice adventure movie, then take them to see this. We have another trailer for Captain Marvel. Still looks great. I mean, I, I have nothing else to say unless a trailer comes out that either spoils something big, in which case I'll say, hey, don't watch it, or look for some reason looks really shitty. That's all I have to say is another trailer comes out. Looks good still. Uh, what else do you have to say? As more trailers for Endgame drop, I'll have more to say as for what it implies for the story. But right now for Captain Marvel, the trailers look good. We have an idea what the basic premise is, and, and that's where we stand. But we have another trailer for a movie starring Elle Fanning, and just that alone makes me question if I want to see this, because as she is a good actress. She just chooses questionable things. Like, Neon Demon was horrible. But now she's in this movie Teen Spirit, which looks like... If they want to make American Idol the movie, but also make it simultaneously look like some sort of indie art house film, and then the two had a baby, this would be the baby it would make. And the trailer did one of those things that I talk about quite a bit that always bother me, is that it shows the movie, and or it shows the movie, it shows scenes from the movie, but then it says, oh, featuring music from these artists, as if there isn't enough quality in the movie to sell it, so you have to sell it through the soundtrack. As more about this comes out, we will we will see. But basically, this is about this girl who can sing, joins a singing competition, and her life changes. But enough about that questionable content. The movie I want to talk about is a one that's coming to Netflix. Let me see if I can actually find a release date for you. January 25th, this is coming out soon, and it looks badass. Imagine the love child of John Wick and Smokin' Aces, and you have this new movie starring Mads Mikkelsen and Vanessa Hudgens called Polar, and it looks f***ing awesome. All right, so if you've listened to the show for a while, you know I love to do that. Like, oh, this movie's a love child between this movie and that movie. Well, I think this is one of the best ones I've ever done. Just because, check out the premise first. A master assassin comes out of a retirement to contend with a group of young hitmen. Or there's some women assassins, so let's be, let's be PC. Hit people. So just like John Wick, we have a retired assassin. People want to kill him. And instead, he kills them. And just like Smoke and Aces, and, and kind of like John Wick 2, we have a colorful cast of other assassins who are out to get him. So picture that John Wick level ultraviolence and just badass fighting. And now it's a movie coming out on Netflix on January 25th. It looks great. And my dear friends, that is it for the trailer trove. And before we get into the movies, you know what time it is. It is time for the first break, where we hear a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio Podcast, the bright light in the podcast sphere, 
Download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. All right, everyone. We're back. We're back with the limited releases. There are only two limited releases. And normally, if there are so few in the limited section, I just talk about all of them. But eh, f*** it. Let's just get through these two. The first limited release is a movie called The Aspern Papers. A young writer tries to obtain a romance letters a poet sent to his mistress. This stars Jonathan Rhys-Meyers from The Tudors, Vanessa Redgrave from Atonement, and Jolie Richardson from Nip Tuck. This movie had promise, but the... The trailer just wasn't good. Watch a trailer yourself and you may see exactly what I saw. The promise of a good movie, but just gets lost in trying to be too much of a period piece. And you have an actor, the two actors that we know can do period pieces. And one of them who was on the Tudors for what, five years that show lasted and it was a big deal. So we have the two main characters we know can do this, but... It just doesn't seem like it comes together. And that's why I had to just put this in the limited section. And next up is a movie called Sergeant Will Gardner. A troubled Iraq war veteran struggles to reintegrate into society and sets out on a cross-country journey with the hope of reuniting with his young son. This stars Max Martini from 13 Hours, Omari Hardwick from Power, Lily Rabe from American Horror Story, Elizabeth Rom from Law & Order, Dermot Mulroney from Young Guns, Robert Patrick from The Faculty, and the founder of the Gary Sinise Foundation himself, Gary Sinise, from Forrest Gump. I wanted to like this movie. I support the troops. I do. And always support the troops. Even if you don't agree with what the current administration is doing with the troops in whatever third world country they're in, support the troops. Because they signed up because they they believed in doing their job to protect America. And... And even if you're morally against Iraq and Afghanistan, like the the, the shit going on there, it's not the soldier's fault. So I wanted to like this movie, but it just looks too much like a Hallmark Hall of Fame movie or one of those super Christian megachurch movies that just happened to make it to a big theater. And before we get into the next break, because we always have a break between limited and wide releases, uh, let me just say that if you don't listen to the Watch Your Mouth podcast, you totally should. And why did I bring them up right now instead of one of the other somewhat nerdy radio network people is because they are currently swearing for the Gary Sinise Foundation. So check that out. And my future friends, let us take a break and then we get into the wide releases. So let's take a break and listen to a word from one of the other great shows in this network around this network, which is Nerds of the Squared Circle. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling. Do you like wrestling? Yeah! yeah. Then you should listen to our podcast. Do you not like wrestling? You should still listen to our podcast. Someone to read a comms, Nerds in the Squared Circle. Subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast app today. Nerds in the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com. And we're back with the show. My drink is refreshed, so all is good in the world. Let us start with the first wide-release movie of the week, and that is called A Dog's Way Home. A dog is an idiot and runs away from home. Once realizing she's lost, she begins a 400-mile journey to get home. This features the voice of Bryce Dallas Howard and stars Ashley Judd from Double Jeopardy, Jonah Howard King from The Next Movie, 
I know that's not the name of a movie. He's I, he's not from much, but I know he's in the very next movie we're going to talk about. So I, I thought I'd do that. Edward James Almost from Stand and Deliver and Wes Studi from Mystery Men. All right, this is a movie for dog people. You know who you are. I've made fun of you quite a bit. And uh, thank you if you are a dog person and I've made fun of you. Thank you for, for continuing to listen because I am one of those crazy cat people. Don't get me wrong. I love dogs. If, if I could have a dog and I wouldn't be mean to them to you know, not give them the attention they deserve, then I would have one. But, you know, it's, um, it'd also be mean to the cats going, hey, cats, welcome to your new home a couple months later. Oh, by the way, here's a fucking dog. Uh, but this is the second movie that it comes from a series of books written by the same author. That author's name is W. Bruce Cameron. And um, he knows that dog people will buy anything. So he writes these books. And, you know, it's easy to make fun of it. So I will. In all of these books, it's going to be the same. Something shitty is either going to happen to a dog or a dog is going to be an idiot and then has to overcome it. And we learn that there's nothing like a dog's love. And once again, I'm looking at these books covers. Once again, we see blatant racism and no Irish terrier is on any of these covers. Irish terriers are dogs too. Hashtag what about Irish dogs? No, don't get me wrong. I, I love dogs. You you can't play with dogs and cats the same way. Uh, one, one of my cats, Leah, will play fetch. She, she will bring up the mouse, drop it. You throw it. She'll, you know how fetch works. I don't know why I'm telling you, but you can't, you can't roughhouse like you can with a dog. And no, I'm not saying go up, go out and punch a dog, but you can, you can kind of wrestle. You can do all these little things that you can't really do with a cat. And, and a dog's always going to be f***ing stoked to see you unless you are an asshole. And uh, most of the time my cats are stoked to see me, but there are times where I'm like, hey, come here, let's, let me pet you. And they're like, eh, f*** no. And they can just kind of walk off. I'm like, oh, okay, that's what we're doing now. Why am I rambling so much about dogs and cats? That's because this movie, there's not much to it. This is a basic bitch, you know? It's one of those movies that you know the story, you know how it's going to end. Yes, Shelby is going to get home. The question is, how long does it take? And the question is, if this dog... So this dog runs away in the trailer and not because it's abused or anything, but because it sees a squirrel and it's a f***ing idiot. So it runs away and somehow winds up 400 miles away. I really want to know. I'm not going to watch this movie, but when it comes out, I will Google spoilers just to find out how this happened. How did this dog get away, get so far away? And you know what? This story is not original. We've heard stories like this before of a dog getting left behind when a family moves and they can't wait around any longer for the dog to show up. And so they move and the dog travels cross country to see them. There are tons of these. So, you know, what? good for W. Bruce Cameron, because he's made a career of writing these stories we all know and then turning them into books. And the good thing about A Dog's Way Home is that it doesn't have the same, all the same shit that went down with A Dog's Purpose. If you remember, there was all those people angry that the dogs in the, in, that were in the movie were being abused. But later that was, that was shown to be false. That it, what it really was, was some behind the scenes footage that was cut to make it look like the dog was being hurt. And when the full footage was released, they were like, oh, this dog's not digging the water. Let's take him out because it's a dick move to keep him in there and make him film this scene. And then later the dog got back in all happy to film the scene. And yay, all, all was well. But the movie, it, it never really recovered. I mean, the movie didn't do poorly, but also didn't really do well, which is exactly where these movies belong. I just think it would have done a little better if that had never happened, because there are people who would just see the story, don't look anything into it, don't investigate or anything, go, okay, I'm not going to watch this movie just because I see this thing. And with the world we live in today, you can't be that 
uncaring when it comes to a story. If you if it's something that will change the way you view something, it is worth investigating. I'm not talking about going all crazy with cork boards and little lines connected to sh No, just look into it just a little more. And anyone who did at least a little Google Foo would have found out the story was that story was fake. So luckily a dog's way home doesn't have anything around it about any abused dogs, true or false. But if you if you really love dogs, you'll see this. If you really if you just want to see a happy and predictable story, you will watch this. But I cannot recommend this to anyone. It looks like a made for TV movie that somehow got a big release and that should not be watched by anyone. A Dog's Way Home gets a four out of 11. Next up this week, we have a movie called Ashes in the Snow. In 1941, a 16-year-old aspiring artist and her family are deported to Siberia amidst Stalin's brutal dismantling of the Baltic region. One girl's passion for art and her never-ending hope will break the silence of history. This is based off a new novel by Ruta Septis called Between Shades of Grey. So that's just a little FYI there. This stars Belle Powley from Diary of a Teenage Girl and Sophie Cookson from Kingsman The Secret Service. And this is one of the one of the limited releases that I thought was interesting enough to put in this in this section because it looks good. And this is OK. The, the crimes of Stalin and what, what all of those assholes did, there were no there's no denying it. But when we think about 1941, we think about something very specific, and that's World War Two. And if you remember, if you remember your history, Stalin was on our side, kind of. I mean, he he wasn't with the Axis 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 powers because remember Hitler marching on Stalin, one of the biggest mistakes of the war for his side. But the reason I bring that up is because when we think of this time, we really think of World War II and the crimes of the Nazis first and foremost. Second place comes the Japanese, and then oh yeah, Italy was part of it. So we focus on those crimes mainly when we think about this time. We don't really. Uh, some of you may. I don't know, but I think the average person, if they, if you talk about the time between like 1938, 1939, was it where it started and about 1945 when it ended? If you think about any time between then, you probably think of the crimes of the Axis powers, not necessarily of Stalin blatantly murdering people. So this is historical fiction, which shouldn't take away from any lessons we can learn. So just because it didn't actually happen doesn't mean that it has nothing to teach us. And also doesn't mean it won't be a good movie. This looks like it's going to be a good and intense film about this girl who's been ripped away from her father and who she tries to use her art to send hidden messages to him. So if you're a history buff at all, and you want, if you're in the mood for some fiction, maybe check this out. This does look good. Ashes in the Snow gets a 6 out of 11. Two movies left, my good friends. Two movies left. And Replicas is the next one. A scientist becomes obsessed with bringing back his family members who died in a traffic accident. After perverting the laws of nature, he successfully brings them back. But at what cost? This stars Keanu Reeves from John Wick. Alice E. from Star Trek Into Darkness, Emily Allen Lind from Revenge, MJ Anthony from Chef, John Ortiz from Peppermint, and Thomas Middleditch from Silicon Valley. All right, bringing, bringing people back from the dead and the consequences of that is nothing new to any form of media. Hell, that's the point of Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, and he even he was far from the first to talk about this. But this is one of those topics, one of those things 
that if you tweak it enough, if you make it your own enough, could still be interesting. And from the looks of the trailers, they they kind of do that. Because from the looks of the trailers, it, uh, it, it looks like that Keanu Reeves' character gets it from both sides. So he has people telling him that he's a monster for doing this. We have, the, like, the government would potentially come for him if they find out because of it's a huge crime. And then see his family finding out and then going, dude, what the f***? So we have this man who is traumatized, who is devastated because everyone he loves has just died. He has somehow survived and he can bring them back. And he does. So all all he's worried about is that. And it seems like this movie is mainly about the consequences of that. And it looks pretty good. It could also be cheesy too, depending on how they handle it. And it could equally be devastating because will the family go on and survive and if not how do you say goodbye to your children again like how do you say goodbye to your children in the first place that's something that's never going to be easy unless your child is like satan himself and you're like good f you get out of here so it's not going to be easy the first time let alone the second time like losing your kids isn't something someone should have to experience let alone twice for the same child so this looks like a good movie but not the type you need to run out and see. This looks like something to save for later, maybe a rainy day. You're like, oh, you know what? I think I'll watch that movie because this will probably show up on Netflix or Hulu, Amazon Prime. One of those streaming services that if you are a fan of movies, you should have because it's worth it. But it probably turn up on one of those streaming services. And then one day you're like, you know what? Why don't we watch this? And you're like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That was enjoyable. What's next? Replicas gets a 6 out of 11. And finally, ladies and gentlemen, the last movie and my pick of the week is a film called The Upside. Dell just wants to prove he's looking for work. So when he shows up to Philip's house just to look for a signature, his I don't care attitude lands him the job of caregiver to a quadriplegic man, despite the fact that he's woefully underqualified. This stars Brian Cranston from Breaking Bad, Kevin Hart from Central Intelligence, Nicole Kidman from Batman Returns, and Juliana Margulies from The Good Wife. So right off the bat, we have a really good cast. Brian Cranston is an amazing actor who can do everything from comedy to serious drama and do it really well. Like, go back and watch an episode of Malcolm in the Middle and then watch an episode of Breaking Bad and remind yourself that that's the same man and it's amazing. And as in a comedy role, Kevin Hart is amazing. I bet you he'd be fine in a drama too. And we're probably going to see dramatic scenes from him in this, but it's mainly going to be comedy as he's going to be the comic relief. He's going to be the wisecracking one who tries to open up the probably closed heart of Brian Cranston because, you know, his life is shitty. He's a quadriplegic. And then Kevin Hart's going to show him that life is still worth living. Oh, that's right. I can make fun of movies I want to see too. That is right. That is how we do it here. On future flexibilium. Saying that, this is a, a a plot we've heard before. Not exactly this, but having someone who is somehow sick or disabled and pairing them with someone who has this love of life in a movie is nothing new at all. In fact, this movie is nothing new at all. Because this was, I believe it was a French movie when I talked about it the first time and I was excited because it was in, I talked about it in the trailer trove. But this is a remake 
And normally in this case, I might say, you know what, go watch the original instead. It's already out. Why wait? And it looks better. But this one looks good because I think that the cast saves it. The cast for the original still looks good. It really does. And it looks like they did a good job. And the original version of this is worth watching, I truly believe. But if you have to pick one, I think this might this should be the one you watch just because it's going to be easier to find. And again, look at that cast. Nicole Kidman. She's great. Juliana Margulies, she's great too. And also, it looks like we're going to have an older white man and a, I mean, Kevin Hart's not young, but he's young-ish, I guess. He can still play young in movies with a, you know, not old black man and they're not playing the stereotype card. And that is also impressive because that is a very easy and very lazy way to write it, to just go, oh, he's some streetwise guy and Brian Cranston's this uptight white man and he's going to... Show him how Stella got her groove back. I don't know. I'm not cool. I, I'm not. But you know what I'm talking about. That is a popular trope that I'm glad they're staying away from. I'm going to be honest. This is not a great week for movies. It really isn't. And this isn't a movie you have to see in theaters. Not at all. But if you do, if you do see a movie in theaters, I believe that this is a pick. This is what you should see. Though, my recommendation is stay home. You know, if, if you're thinking about going to see a movie and there's nothing that has been out previously that interests you, none of these are worth a trip. Stay home, catch up on your Netflix queue, your Hulu queue or whatever they call it. And you know what? Save some money. Save some money for next week. Next week only has one big movie coming out and it is dope. All right. It looks great. So let's wrap this up by me telling you that the upside gets a 6.5 out of 11. There are several ways to raise money for a good cause. Some do it by running marathons. Some host high dollar dinners. And some just do it by clever interneting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy fucking language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the fuck did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every fucked up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of fucks and garnished with a crown of Shut the fuck up! How the fuck did we get here? Fuck all that, a jelly bean. So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the question of the week. And we have Frat Matt this week who responded. He answered two questions. He answered the which Christmas movie do you think is overhyped? He says, I don't see the hype of It's a Wonderful Life. And while I was thinking about this, and while I do enjoy that movie, I think it's because I was raised to. It's one of those things that you're expected to like. Like, if you like Christmas movies, you have to like It's a Wonderful Life. And especially because it's a a James Stewart or Jimmy Stewart movie even then, it, it's not his best role. He is He's done a lot that was better. Like Vertigo, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, The Philadelphia Story. That's, that's just the first three that came to mind. And it's amazing like how great he was. And that is not one of his best. But it's one of those movies that we're expected to love. That you're like, oh, if you love Christmas movies, of course you love uh, It's a Wonderful Life. You have to. What are you, a Nazi? Get out of here. We also got an answer from Brian Q. He says, Elf, the movie is stupid and Will Ferrell is just an unfunny ass clown. <laughs> All right. Um, 
I used to agree with you. I really did. I, I used to hate Will Ferrell because I, I thought all of his roles were the same, but something along the way changed my mind. And I don't know what it is, but now Elf is one of my favorite Christmas movies. And if a new Will, Will Ferrell movie comes out, I'll probably see it. So I, I don't know what it was, but somewhere along the line, I went from hating him and like boycotting anything that's, that he touched to now loving him and owning a good deal of his movies. And I don't know what it was, but you know what, Brian, I, I, Brian Q, I sympathize. I, I do. Uh, my, my father's the same way. He hates him, thinks he's unfunny and I could see why people don't like him. I just no longer see it that way. And what about my answer? And remember that question is what Christmas movie do you find overrated? And this one is hard for me because you know what? I, I like Christmas movies. In fact, I love Christmas movies. I have watched some pretty shitty Christmas movies and still went, you know what? That was not bad. And this year, uh, my wife and I went to Walmart post Thanksgiving and managed to reap some of the Black Friday deals, even though we weren't there on Black Friday. And we got a grumpy cat Christmas. And it was it was funny and stupid and enjoyable. And I should not have liked it because it's one of those uh, lifetime original movies that I usually take fat dumps all over. But. I laughed. I did. And I think it's because it's a Christmas movie. If this had been a non-holiday movie, if that had just been a regular film, I'm not sure if I would have liked it. Of course, Aubrey Plaza as the voice of Grumpy Cat did help quite a bit. Like, if I wanted to, there's a ton I could have picked apart about the movie and and just torn it to pieces, but it was enjoyable. But my thing, so uh, while I don't hate any Christmas movies, I never understood the hype for a Christmas story. Okay, don't tear me apart. I like A Christmas Story. It's a good movie. I watch it, except this year we missed it because we we're trying to watch new movies, but almost every year I watch it. I just never understood why it was so popular and why it has a huge cult following. Because I'll watch a movie and I'll go, oh, that was good. And then other people go ape shit for it. I'm like, I, I don't understand this. I don't understand why. And we can't have an episode without Anne's answer. And her, her answer hurts me in the soul. And I'm going to say it anyway, because I love her very much. Yeah, <laughs> her answer is Scrooged. I know, right? If you're, if you're right now saying to your, you know, however you listen to a podcast, going, what? Right? Uh, but she looks at it as a boring movie. And I, I, maybe I can see why, because I grew up with Scrooged. It was, it was Bill Murray in his heyday when everything Bill Murray was golden. And maybe that's why I loved it as much as I do. And maybe that's why you love it as much as you do. But for her... It is a hard pass. She just said, I don't like Bill Murray that much, but I love this woman. We're married and that is a bond for life. It is. Okay. So, you know what? We need a new question of the week. And what other uninventive, unoriginal, highly guessable question could I come up with other than what movie you're looking forward to the most in 2019? That's right. I'm phoning this one in. Which movie are you, are you looking forward to the most this year? And if you want to make it a little harder on yourself, if your question, if your answer is going to be a comic book movie, then also add, if you want, you don't have to, but also add what non-comic book movie you're looking forward to the most. But honestly, answer whatever you want. Do the second part. Don't do the second part. Whatever. Just which movie are you looking forward to the most this year? Well, ladies and gentlemen, stay tuned. Uh, within the next couple of weeks, I'll be doing my uh, my Future Flex Awards for 2018, and I'm, I'm going to have to ask one of the Watch Your Mouth guys what I'm going to what I'm supposed to call them again. Flickies was it? Flickies, I think. I'll ask one of them and see see what's up. 
So look forward to that. But in the meantime, it is time for the closing housekeeping. You know the deal, but I'm going to say it anyway. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website. That's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating. I would love five stars, please. And then just leave a comment. Tell me what you think and say, hey, what's up? And I'll say, what's up back? How do you reach me? That is a good question. I am glad you asked. Leave a comment for me on the Somewhat Nerdy website or Facebook page. Leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at BilliamSWN. Even if I haven't posted anything in a while, you can always hit me up there. Email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. And oh, I forgot to check my email. Uh, So if someone answered via email for that last question, I'm sorry. I'll get you next episode. But be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle podcasts. Also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. They are fantastic shows. And if you love wrestling, you need to listen to Nerds of the Squared Circle. And if you don't love wrestling, you need to listen to Nerds of the Squared Circle. Just, Just listen. It's a good show. And don't forget to check out the good, good friends of the show, the Watch Your Mouth podcast. Also, check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of my lace blogs and all of the lace blogs from the rest of the nerds there. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off. And I'll see you in the future. And Happy New Year.